Today, it's Edwin's Monday Evening Property Rant. Hello again, it's Martin North from Digital Finance Analytics, well that is Post, covering finance and problem news with a distinctively Australian flavour. It's a Monday evening and it's a Monday Edwin. Hello Edwin, how are you doing? Mate, have you recovered? <laughs> they, they, told me, they told me you were in the core logic plane over the weekend, I don't know. Is, is that <laughs> no, 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 that wasn't me. <laughs> Must have been somebody it? else. <laughs> that was Uppercut Adams. <laughs> could could have been no no i i uh, i have a few other things on my plate at the moment i wasn't up in sydney at all <laughs> yeah, well that's it well i'll tell you what uh, having a few things on your plate uh, i i don't know what they're smoking in mexico but uh but the, the uh, i think could be some of the stuff that the libs and the labs are smoking here as well but the mexi the mexican um president seems to have uh cited something or some or he's got proof that uh the the, the mythical uh woodland elf of the mythical woodland elf so uh they're, they're really they they're smoking something and they're not sharing the martin what's the guy <laughs> yeah but remember what they um what they grow in mexico right that probably has thing to do with it i suggest yeah well look, i tell you uh, uh, but i can tell you one thing for sure is uh south of the mexican border uh as i said my cousins are, are coming in uh thick and fast because once they you know once once it's um uh, the student the, the, let's call it the student migration <laughs> comes in from South America. You know what they're carrying? It's the Colombian gold. <laughs> yeah. How else are they going to pay the tuitions, Martin? Tell me good, how else. Good are they question. Gonna... Good question. <laughs> yes. Yep. 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 There's always a way, isn't there? There's always a way. Look, the, and the, the thing is, look, we, we joke about it, we jest about these sort of things, and but it's it's reality because we talk to the our, our legal legal uh, legal legals in the yeah, in the criminal field and 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 with family when it, when you know as to, to to get an insight as to what's happening uh, in those fields in order to un, to to have a better understanding of what's going to happen in certain markets because the South American students. Uh, will gravitate towards the eastern suburbs because over there it seems to be the 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 yeah, the, the largest amount of uh, consumption happening in, this, in the eastern suburbs and the north shore. Um, so you, you've got these, you, you've got to understand these. Now some people will say, oh, you just uh, that's silliness, that's uh, that's idle chatter, but it's not really because of the nature of where we are with a shortage of rental properties, where we are with the with the uh, low listings on numbers, you've got to take everything into consideration because it doesn't take a lot to change the market or sp or spook the market, as we say, either way. No, and I think, uh, again, Edwin, um, I get very frustrated when we have these high-level spooky articles in the mainstream media or on the mainstream real estate portals you know, plucking out figures at a macro level, which are completely meaningless, right? Because there's so much variety and diversity down at the different postcodes and different types of property level that, it, that it's really just a waste of time looking at the macro pictures. You've got to go grow local. You've got to actually grow granular to understand what's going on. And, you know, to make compare and contrast, I reckon there's a very different market in Blacktown at the moment relative to, say, Thoreau, where I am, right? These markets are not behaving the same. Supply, demand, price movements, property mix—they are uniquely different. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And then you've got the other factors uh, be behind those, Martin. You've got the uh, the demographics. They often speak about the, uh, the 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 pain thresholds that uh, the communities are going through. The you know, uh, you know where, where, where those um, uh, 
where, where is the, the the mortgage stress levels, their rental stress levels? Uh, you know, the uh, how how is this migration happening um, I- I- interstate, uh, nationally, and and also uh, locally? You know, we've people seem to have forgotten that uh, Lismore. Uh, it was almost what 12, 12 months ago, and and nothing's happening. They're, they're trying to rebuild the community, and it's really they're uh, literally uh, you know swimming up river. You know, if I could use that. Um, but the thing is, it, it, but where are that? Where 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 are the people from the regions that that are being affected by natural disasters? They've come to Sydney. Where are the um, the, the the regional areas have gone back to Sydney because of work? So all these things, as you say, all these um, micro or granular aspects of a market is going to differ vastly from the communities of the different markets, like your thrills, like your, like your, your, your areas where, uh, where people uh, are watching on a weekly basis, the market continue to, to go backwards, which is you know, pretty much in your area mm. uh, at the moment. Whereas, as you so rightly say, in the northwest region of Sydney, uh, it's, um, you know, it, we're going to talk about a particular property that uh, I attended an auction, and, and it's it, flabbergasting. It's absolutely it, it just doesn't make make uh, uh, mainstream sense because it's not your norm. But the, when you start really looking into these things, into these why certain properties achieve certain values, and you start understanding how you know, the, the demographics are, are operating, and how things um, are other are factors behind. Uh, the sales uh, affected that particular property. You begin to to realise that you really got to take extra care when mm. you're selecting a property to buy, when you're putting a property to market for sale, and also when you're selecting properties uh, 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 from the rental side of things as well. Yeah, and one thing I've noticed, Edwin, in my surveys is that um, you know there's quite a diversity of view amongst vendors. So there are some people who are still quite anxious to try and get shot a property because they've got. A sense that in their area properties are continuing to drift down and and i'll be honest with you when i sold uh, my property here properties prices were already on the slide and they've continued to slide so i think i probably made the right call but there are other areas where vendors are saying oh no i don't think property prices are falling i'm, I'm going to stand out and hold strong to try and get that particular value which was sort of where it was previously and they might be successful, they might not be. But, you know, it is really interesting, this psychology that's driving the market. And then you've got the same psycholo- psychological issues on the buyer side, because there are some people who are still quite desperate, lack of supply, um, really trying to you know, grab something and quite quickly. There are other people really quite twitchy about higher interest rates and worried about where this is all going to lead. Um, and, and so you've got this diversity of psychology on the supply and on the demand side, on the buyer and on the seller side, which makes it a really complex market. Definitely. And then you've got, uh, as we've spoken before and we spoke with Lily, and you've got all the actors uh, that are involved in the whole in the whole process. And, and, you know, sure enough, we've got the main actors, which is uh, the, the libs and the labs, uh, you know, um, throwing everything at it now because, what, it's 27 days before the election? So <laughs> uh, let, let, let the games begin, Martin. Who's going to make the biggest promises, right? Remember, (laughs) folks, election promises are not worth the paper they're written on. (laughs) Yeah, but look, but it does pull votes. That's why they keep on using it, why they keep on spending millions of dollars in advertising these these BS uh, election uh, promises because it it does win some Wyndham Bates, because they also understand the psychology very well. They understand the herd mentality. They understand how people uh, will flow. They'll they'll understand the short term fix to that to 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 that long term problem, which is a which is a the placebo effect of you know, you know 
giving you a good feel, uh, sens sensation of good feel. But people just got to understand the libs and the labs are the same, you know, uh, the, 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 you know, are attached to the same bloody uh, vulture. So right now we've got the, <laughs> we've got the labs uh, blaming the libs uh, uh, because of the, uh, you know, because the, the, the labs keep saying, you know, you, but the, the the lib side with the with the real estate industry and the construction industry, and it's not fair on the uh, on the on the underdog, you know, the first time buyers and all this and all that. And then you've got the libs, you know, blaming the labs for uh, for the the, the current uh, immigration policies, and, and you know, making promises of million homes, but you're bringing in three hundred thousand migrants, and then you know, telling us that they're going to that they're going to provide uh, five thousand homes over. Yep, uh, each year for the next six years or some something. You know, yeah, it, it all just gets. They're, they're your promises. That that it means jack nothing. But what we're doing is trying to understand where these where these um, uh, the, the what they're saying, what it really means, and how it's really going to going to affect the first time buyers. Uh, yeah, trying to assist our followers in in understanding. Uh, how to uh, have a better uh, observation and overview of, of the market, so that, as we say, we, they can make uh, uh, better decisions. But in the meantime, Martin, in the meantime, things that uh, have been implemented, uh, policies that have been put in place, uh, you know, over a year ago, uh, they're, they're now starting to to really bite. And it's you know, whilst everybody's uh, distracted by the uh, by the election coming up and and all these. Uh, you know, uh, look, look at me, look at how handsome I look with my new uh, uh, suit, a uh, politician, and look at me, look at how slim I look with uh, my my new girlfriend, politician, or whatever. Um, you know, this sort of, they're all, they're, they're all trying to persuade voters into, uh, you know, gaining a vote uh, on their, on personality. Reality, you know, is hidden home. As of the 1st of, um, of March, you know, we've got the uh, the, the the new the, the NCC, the National Construction Code, uh, which has replaced the uh, BCA, the um, the Building Code of Australia. That comes into full full swing. And guess what, Martin? You know, construction is going to be you know, the the cost of construction uh, is going to be increased anywhere between five to seventeen percent. I'm told because fees are just going to continue to go through the roof based on the changes that that are that are now. Going to be um, govern new developments, uh, uh, renovations, uh, and so forth. So it's uh, the things are just going to get more and more expensive, regardless who comes into power, because these this this stuff's already etched things stone, and, and no one can change it. Absolutely, yeah. Higher costs for construction and for uh, the rules and regs around uh, construction definitely a thing. Um, as is, of course, massive migration and <laughs> what I keep calling the uh, the quantitative people easing right so we just flood more people in and that will make the economy bigger and that means that we can uh, perhaps avoid a recession but of course the consequences are more demand on rents more um issues with supply and demand on property and uh, complete chaos just to add insult to injury we've got the basics that's it the building sustainability index watch out folks because if, if you think the uh the ncc is going to increase the value of property or in, uh, the construction of property uh, where the, uh, developers and small-time builders are just going to basically hang up the uh, the tools. Um, Basics is just another beast on its own, uh, and that comes into you know, comes into play on the first of October, twenty twenty-three. So yeah, the changes to that where you're going to go from uh, you know, five point five efficiency levels right up to seven 
seven-point efficiency levels. And, and what we need to get there, when you start reading through this and just talking uh, to you know, uh, a couple of architects and uh, um, drafts, uh, uh, a drafts person over the weekend, just sitting down with them having a coffee, uh, they're just pulling the hair out. It, it is it, obviously there's a lot of information still being filtered through, uh, but pretty much anything, um, anything, any development on a property above fifty thousand dollars or forty thousand dollars, if it's if you're building, if you're going to be building a pool, uh, comes under comes under these the, the new basics uh, scheme, and you could be, yeah, if you were if you, they they at the moment they're calling a ten percent increase in prices, which is a lot. Which is a lot when you when you start talking, you know, uh, for four hundred and fifty thousand for an average home to build. I mean, this is just a pretty average home, uh, four hundred fifty at the moment. Uh, that's not including land and and a lot of in landscaping. Uh, and when you, you when you start you know, adding another ten percent to that, is you, you've got to either start cutting down on the uh, on uh, on amenities, or you or you start turning the uh, the fourth bedroom into a um, into a study nook. <laughs> yeah, but it's going to um, save, uh, you know, 150,000 tonnes of greenhouse gas a year, Edwin. So, you know, the trade-off's worth it. Except, of course, that individual households who want to build or buy, you know, they're going to have to pay more. So it, it amazes me how all of these initiatives, right, whether it's green or whatever, it always comes back and hits you know, ordinary households and ordinary businesses at the end of the day, because actually there is nobody else at the end of the chain, right? We, you know, we are at the end of the chain. So every time somebody pulls a lever up there to improve this or change that, actually, we might just sort of say, open your wallet, help yourself. <laughs> That's right. I tell you what, I tell you what has, what, one of the, one of the impacts that a lot of the, a lot of my colleagues uh, when I get around town and, and start talking to them in different uh, different aspects of the building industry and the yeah the real estate industry, is one thing that that is very very noticeable. And I can't wait until some people start doing uh, real you know um, studies on it. Uh, and, and that is the the, the quality uh, has absolutely gone to shit. And 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 developers and builders cutting corners is absolutely rife. And, and and this is where they should really put a lot more emphasis, a lot more onus on. If they're going to bring in these policies, okay, um, you know, uh, marry that up with with something that's going to, uh, uh, you know, uh, you, you're going to governance, you know, controls uh, in governance because you know people find ways of cutting corners, and unfortunately, it's only things are only going to get uh, only going to get worse. So, from my point of view, in terms of in terms of the um, property values and property prices, we can see that there's going to be obviously a, a there has been we've noticed it for a while now, but we're going to see more or, or a greater shift as people uh, become more and more aware of the the, the increased uh, cost in, in in building and renovating of things that are already or already done. Hence the reason why even now we're seeing that uh, well presented properties, uh, you know, well maintained properties. It, Albeit, even if they're not uh, fully renovated, they may be in, in the original state. But if they've been well maintained, and you can see that, you can sense that, you can feel it, you can smell it when you walk into the property, it gives you that good amb ambience, and you feel like you're, you're in a solid building. Guess what? They're going to achieve very high prices, higher than the one next door. They may be newer, may have been partly renovated, but it hasn't been well maintained. So these are the shifts and the changes that we're going to. Yeah, the people have got to be very, very conscious of and aware of as they move forward.
property decisions. Absolutely, Aaron. Well, um, you know, we've claimed quite a few victories in terms of our projections and predictions of what's going to happen, right? We, so we said that uh, expect more first home buyer grants and shared equities, etc., etc., right? And we also suggested longer-term mortgages. Well, yeah, tick, 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 and high, high migration tick. But actually... We had, we had one miss, right? Because one of the things I said was, I think it's quite likely that APRA will reduce the buffer on mortgages. In other words, when they make a serviceability assessment, it's 3% higher than the actual current mortgage rate, right? And blow me, they came out today <laughs> and said, no, 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 we're going to maintain our 3% buffer, right? So basically... We miss that one at the moment. They might change it later, but I think it's quite interesting. And, uh, you know, David Taylor on the, um, on the ABC said, banking regulator APRA is keeping existing 3% services for the banks. But it's simply, it's going, not going to make it harder for people to borrow money. Hmm, that's an interesting observation. What it basically means is um, a bit different from that, I think. What it basically means is that people will still be assessed on that 3% serviceability buffer. So we're not going to see... Um, a little spike in um, how much money you can borrow. And, of course, mortgage rates are still going to go higher. So this could be quite interesting. I'm looking to watch this space, but the fix was already in. <laughs> it's been in for a while, hasn't it? So, look, uh, I don't know, Martin, but, but you know, I think uh, long gone are the days where you could really look at uh, you know, economic policies and factors uh, that, you know, pre-COVID, yes, but, uh, but in between, there's those years that, that things have just gone upside down. In, in inside out, upside down, and and you, you know, right is left, left is right. And like Elon Musk says, if somebody comes up to me and says, "Yeah, one plus one equals three, I'll say, "Yeah, that's a good, that's an interesting point of view." <laughs> and I think that's why that's why economists are out there because you obviously we get a lot of uh, you know points of view on Twitter, and and you sort of you read some, you think you know some make sense, others are all over the shop. But at the end of it, it comes back to what's what's actually playing out. Uh, on the ground for us that makes uh, a lot more sense than, than following the, uh, the mainstream narratives uh, and, and understanding how, how those sh sands are shifting and, uh, you know, and, and, and moving uh, as, as uh, you know, we, we get live, live information you know, on, a, on a weekly basis because everything else in our view is, is, you know, lags by weeks if not months. Uh, and, but obviously we... We 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 use that uh, to play on when we're making offers on properties, or or obviously, yeah. So we, we we use it to to our advantage. But look, having said that, Martin, what's happening in uh, in China? We are yeah we uh, uh, we, we last week we said that uh, the enlistment or the or, or the participation age uh, into the military or the reserves in China uh, had gone up to uh, to you know from. Uh, uh, the the bracket has now moved up to eighteen to sixty year olds, and uh, yeah, lo and behold, Martin. After that, uh, America. You know, look, I don't know how true this is, but I thought it was rather interesting. You know, America saying military jobs for seniors earn up to fifty thousand dollars. I mean, you know, seniors. I think uh, from that, from what I briefly read on that, was they were talking about uh, fifty fifty years of age and up. So I mean, depending what you consider as a senior. Some may consider being 45 senior. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, no, very interesting. Well, there is, um, you know, rumour of war and talk of war all over the place at the moment, unfortunately. And uh, one of the observations is that, um, you know, they have to turn the throttle up to try and get more 
cannon fodder into the um, into the system to be able to actually support the war effort. Uh, so, no surprise really, but uh, you know it, it is pretty horrific in, in terms of if you think about it and what what it might mean. And um, I'm not sure how this is going to play out, but uh, I don't think it's good. No, no, look, it, it, it isn't. But okay, how 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 does that how does that affect affect us? Again, it goes back to I know you're leaving us, Martin. I'm sad to hear that. I'm saddened, but yeah, you know, we're still going to be in contact with each other. We're still going to be doing the the. It's going to be new. The, the new title is the International uh, Monday Evening Red. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, hopefully, what we can do is we can. I mean, I will still cover Australia, right? So I'll be in the UK, but um, I'm still going to cover Australia. But I also want to bring in a little bit of the UK flavor as well because actually there are some really interesting comparisons we can make between the australian markets and uk markets and i think it'll be actually enrich the conversation even more so as well as the um the wechat chats from china we'll be able to get the uk chats from the uk right i'm not sure what we'll call them but i think it'll be quite interesting so um so yeah folks just rest assured there might be a little bit of a hiatus for two or three weeks while i uh, pack up the studio and move over to the uk but we're we will be ranting yeah, look, but uh, yeah, as I say, some some of uh, the, the good folk are, uh, are going. But look, the good thing is I know that, that you're not going for the for the wrong reasons. You're not you're not trying to escape Australia because uh, I think you you you're of the opinion like I am that uh, yeah, look, Australia is the it's a great the, country, the world's, the world's greatest country, second mm. to second to England according to yourself. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, no, it's an interesting. I mean, without going off off, off piece too much, you know, the the question of why I'm going to the UK is complex, right? Because basically, as you know, Jill died last year and I needed to move from here. This property is too much associated with Jill. So once I decided that I was going to sell the property, then the question was, well, where do I buy? And, I, you know, I genuinely was looking locally and around Australia, but I also then was following property in the UK and property prices came back in the UK a little bit. But the particular property came up, which is one I'd looked at many years ago and thought, gee, if that ever came up, I'd be really interested to buy it, right? And blow me, it came up at a price which I thought was reasonable. And so that sort of triggered the, okay, so if I'm going to buy that property, I've got a lot of friends and family back in the UK. So it sort of started to build and make sense. So it's it's not a um, judgment for or against Australia, right? It's much more about my personal circumstances and trying to break out of this sort of uh, gloomy loop that I've been in for the last 18 months because, you know, grief's a funny thing. And, and grieving for, you know, somebody that you, you know, you, you've known for years and loved for years, it's a really weird process. But you have to break out of it. And I think my decision was this is the way to break out of it. And by the way, the dogs are going too, so <laughs> that was the most important thing, right? No, look, that's good. Yeah, look, I understand that. We, we shared that when uh, we had lunch the other day, and it was great. Uh, you, you shared that, and uh, the, the, the 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 home that you're going to was just uncanny. The uh, uh, Dusty's, in my opinion, it was um, a miniature version of the house that you're in now. It's, isn't it funny? Yeah, it's it's got many of the same characteristics, but um, we'll we'll have to shed a few things because it's a, it's a lot smaller. But nevertheless, it's um it's good, and it's very close to an area of the country that I love. Um, the fields are just down the road. It's National Trust protected, so that means they're not going to build on it. And, uh, you know, lifestyle, for where I am in my own journey of evolution, um, you know, makes a lot of sense. But, you know, I will still be doing shows, still will be covering 
Australia and the Australian uh, markets, as well as the international and specifically the, the, the UK. But going on, on um, talking about just finance briefly, this is quite interesting, isn't it? With uh, China now, <laughs> gonna, they're going to overhaul their financial system. Guess what? Uh, Z's going to get even more control. Well, yeah, the, the, and and this is this has yeah a lot of people read that and go oh, yeah typical uh, yeah communist country blah 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 this that the other um, and and so forth but fundamentally from our point of view and and, and from what the podcast is all about tonight uh, and our rant is all about it's all about how how could this possibly affect uh, us how is it what's going to be the 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 uh, the, the, um, the roll on effect to our market here uh, now. Uh, the Witcher chatter is obviously they're, they've been uh, sharing with us, and two of the bigger groups that that we uh, you know, share information with, or they share information with us in relation to uh, migration, what the trends are in relation to the high net worth individuals that want to come over. Well, guess what? Um, this what this has been doing over the last week or so there anyway was is really has encouraged a lot of high net worth individuals. Now we know that the students are coming back, right? We know that there's that there are that there are uh, systems in, in place uh, to stop real high net worth individuals from taking money out of the country and so forth. But there is still a large group of high net worth individuals that Martin they've got PR, they've got permanent residency here in Australia, and part of the family are here, and they're just. This is for them. This is their opportunity. This is the the reason to to basically leave the country. So if they didn't have a reason before to want to leave the country, and when I say leave the country, we're talking about individuals that have got you know hundreds of millions of dollars, tens of millions of dollars, hundreds of millions of dollars, and they're prepared to forego a large portion of that in order to um, you know uh, basically you know, you know uh, get get a better life for the family uh, for for the um, for the next the next generation uh, and also for themselves so they uh, some are going to Canada obviously some are going to America all over the world but there is a, a contingency that will be coming to Australia so to the to the point where um, as much as you goodbye to a, a lot of high net within you know, families um, you know what it's um, it's a situation where you know, they're, they're, they're running they're running that that run philosophy is being broadened not only to the, the students, the younger uh, generation, but also to this high net worth individuals, they're going to come over for that reason that we talk about that, you know, they feel that Australia is a safe country and they can, uh, you know, grow the business, you know, rest have a restart, uh, put the money in. And, you know, these groups are already looking and have already bought properties, you know, within the value of anywhere between five to $15 million. Mm. Uh, for yeah, for awaiting for um for for the for the rest of the family to to come over. So some of the family are here. They're they're already shopping. Uh, two of our colleagues are, are assisting them with the yeah you know, with some of the properties because there's specific areas they need to live in. There's a specific uh, type of property that they want to live in, and that and that is that is what um what these policies in in mainland China uh, have created are creating, and again. For our viewers at the moment, when you've got low listings on market, uh, where are things going to go? Particularly where in the areas where, they, where these families will want to move into, because there's specific areas that they're going to move into that they gravitate towards. 
Absolutely. And you actually uh, put some words in Z's mouth, right? Which basically said, hey, all my rich, wealthy friends for now. <laughs> See you soon in Oz. <laughs> yeah, hasta, hasta la vista to all my rich, wealthy friends for now. See you soon in Oz. I already have a down payment on Kirribilli House that Alvo is remitting for me. Uh, run as far and as fast as you can, but you'll always, but you will realize I'm already there. <laughs> excellent that was very good um yeah very very good now let's move on then to talk about uh, <laughs> if you don't succeed the first time try again well that's it martin that's it this is it this is uh you know this is where we go back to the to the beginning of the podcast is uh, uh you know give me some of that shit that these politicians are making because you know, if you you know, if you don't if you don't stuff it up the first time, have a second go. Uh, and you have to see if you can stuff it up well and truly. So there you go, Mike. Uh, I mean, I don't know what your interpretation of this is. I know, I mean, it, obviously it's not etching so because it, it, it's a promise. But when you start thinking about what, it, what is uh, our mate Dom saying, I mean, he's, re he's really, um, as much as put uh, under the plan, young home buyers will be able to continue avoid paying costly stamp duty on the first and second properties. So, do they have to sell the first property in order to take advantage of this on the second property as well, or can they keep the first property? In other words, is he converting them from first home buyers to investors? Is that the is that the property ladder that is uh, yeah, encouraging here? What, what's he, what's your interpretation of this? Well, I mean, it's very unclear because it could be um, if you, because effectively the stamp duty alternative is really for first-time buyers, right, up to a certain point. Um, but maybe this is to allow them to then trade on and continue that same process, possibly. Or when I first read it, I thought, hello, he's opened the door on investment properties as well, right? <laughs> so that was that could be. I mean, but but it's an election promise. So it doesn't need substance, right? It doesn't need to have defined content. It doesn't need to have clarity about what the hell it's about, right? It's just a feel-good little hook to get a few more people to vote for you. That's what that's what this is about, right? And you know, who's just he appealing to? Yeah. But who, who's he appealing to, really? Think about it. Like this is what I was trying to when I when I was reading this uh, yesterday. I was thinking, well, who's he trying to appeal to? What vote is he trying to? What vote is he trying to gain uh, here? Because is it, um, you know, is it the, the the flippers vote? Because they're the ones that are making a mozza at the moment. Is it the 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 the, the, the vendors vote? Because they're the ones that the properties that should be selling for, particularly in Winston Hills, they should be selling for a million, uh, a million one uh, hundred and fifty to two hundred tops have gone back up to you know one million three hundred to one million four hundred. Or because of the Parate effect, I mean, who's he appealing to? What? what and this is—it is so convoluted. And then the other, the flip side of this is, um, obviously, well, how are the people that have only bought one property in their lifetime? You know, uh, you know is he slapping them in the face? And is he saying, "Well, you should have bought another one." <laughs> What's he doing? It's—I I just don't get it. I well, really you, you, you've made a big assumption that there is rationality below below the waterline, right? Maybe there isn't. Maybe this is just a, you know, it's a bit like um, a ScoMo, you know, before the election before last, you know, throwing out all these grenades to try and encourage people, first-time buyers. You know, it wasn't really, 
they didn't expect to win the election so they they sort of throw all these promises out and then blow me they won and then they had to work out a set of policies to try and match their promises right and and you know Paraday also said home first home by choice we're going to lift it to a house now up to 1.5 million dollars right so we've actually extended it up as well so we've extended this thing now we've tried to embrace more people maybe even probably investors maybe flippers you know folks we're in it for you you know vote for me because i'll help you expand your property portfolio and uh, just remember all the evidence is that the switch away from stamp duty adds precisely the same amount onto the price of the property so you end up paying more on day one than you would have previously so it's a zero-sum game but of course from a political perspective they don't care about that no no but uh, there's another there was another article floating around as well today with, uh, saying that the renders were going to actually decide the next election i sort of i, I, I sort of put my money on that for sure <laughs> yeah they're going to have a they're going to have a huge uh, a huge say uh, in this, but then again, we don't know what the what, what are the labs promising. We, 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 yeah, what are they uh, apart from uh, hanging on to the elbows, co uh, coattails, and, and and still banging on about the uh, yeah the, the hundreds of thousands, if not millions, of properties that uh, they're going to build uh, across Australia, and most of them will be in New South Wales. I don't know where they're going to build them, and they still haven't told us what type of properties they're going to build. But that's the only promise that. It's sort of coming out but uh, i don't know uh, it's just a wait and see uh, uh no there'll be more coming out if you know we've got another two or three weeks of this stuff before we hit the uh was it 20 is it 25th i think the uh the, the um, yeah, yeah 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 so um plenty of time for them to uh, spin up a few more um yarns up the yard arm and try and get a few more people to vote for them um no depth no no substance to the promises right and then of course after the election oh hang on the budget's not quite what we thought Oh, I won't be able to do that. We'll have to charge you higher taxes. Yeah, I can I, hear it now. Yeah, well, the, what the, isn't super? Isn't the super going down? Something? <laughs> oh yeah, well, you know, particularly um, the uh, more affluent super holders um, could well be um, having somebody reach in their back pocket and just take a little bit more out each month just to uh, help the coffers. Um, I mean, this whole thing is a bit bit ridiculous right because the problem is that the um focus on spending is not there you know and they want to make promises around the election there's no real justification for how they're actually going to save and how they're going to afford all these promises that they're making but that's not what this election about this is election is about candy look at these bright shiny things you know i've got more bright shiny things than you and my bright shiny things are much more related to the property sector so vote for me that's basically what it is now there's very little discussion about rental pressure neither side has a clear strategy with regard to the problem of unaffordable rents in new south wales and particularly in sydney that's a big that's a big black mark that's a big shame uh, and in other policy areas too they've been pretty silent so they've picked off these these little what i call bell um whistle or dog whistle um uh, ideas right because they know that people will be sensitized to them and might react um i think it's more a sign of desperation than anything else and i don't trust them i don't believe it's going to make any difference and at the end of the day neither side of politics is explaining how they're going to afford it other than we know that um the liberals are going to privatize more stuff and that went well didn't it over the last 30 years yeah exactly and again uh, 
you know, they're, they're forgetting about reality, as we said earlier on in the show. Uh, you got the NCC and BASEX just increasing increasing the cost of construction and, and the red tape around renovations above $50,000. So things aren't get, are going to get cheaper. So if they've, even if they do, uh, you know, say they, they promise you a million, you know, that realistically they're not even going to be able to build what well, they've told us, they're not going to be able to build uh yeah, more than thirty thousand or sixty thousand, whatever, and, and so forth. So it just it, it's just that diminishing effect, uh, and and we're meant to forget it. Yeah, like, I don't know, like we're, we're not we're not a political podcast. We're not going to tell people who to vote for, what to no. vote. But really, it's it's. <laughs> but uh, it, remember, it's, folks, as Edward keeps saying, they're two wings on the same bird, right? They're, <laughs> they're heading in the same direction. In the same vulture, Martin. <laughs> now let's move on then to talk about this year property right because this is this is well it's one fantastic story but it's a bit scary really well things are getting crazy and things are getting scary but when you start looking at uh at, yeah the, the 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 markets within the markets uh yeah uh, within a market in particular section or part of sydney or uh, as you're saying in the uh, yeah the south coast uh your your ways uh, we start we start looking at some of the some some of the things, but this is this caught my attention. Um, a, a number of things that come out of this uh, particular um, uh, tweet that I put out in the in the thread. If people want to want to get a full picture of more of a story on this, obviously I'll try to put as much as I can on uh, on Twitter so they can uh, have a better understanding. Now I tag uh, Victor Dominello and uh, Don Perrottet on this because Victor Dominello been minister for. Uh, and, uh, and, and Don Perrotte, the, uh, the Premier, and also New South Wales Fair Trading, because it's it, there are a lot of things at play here. So the background to this, uh, quickly, is um, it, you know, last, year's, last year's sale, this property was offered to market last year. It got passed in at an auction uh, at a vendor's bid of $2.7 million in November last year. Uh, the highest bid. Uh, was one of my clients uh, at uh, two million four hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars. Now, obviously, it didn't get it didn't get sold. Uh, yeah, I, I share I share some of the conversation I'll be having since then with uh, with, with locals in um, you know uh, around the marketing campaign, the current marketing campaign. So, and, and this is one of the reasons why I tag. Uh, uh, Dominello Perrottet in and, and, and fair trading is because of the, you know, the the, the alleged uh, underquoting. Now, I know and I hold the receipts, the fact that the vendor, up until Saturday, uh, the day of the auction, the vendor was expecting and was wanting three million and above. Now, the agent. In the auction campaign, in the three-week auction campaign, the agent was guiding $2.5 million. This is in the current uh, campaign. And the the and up to a day before the auction, the guide was still 2.5. When I went to the auction, there was there would have been anywhere between eight and twelve uh, potential bidders from the uh, from the bidding cards that I counted that people were were holding. Only three people participated in the auction market. Uh, one that came in with the with the opening bid at two point five, which was the guide, and then it was uh, two WeChat chatters or the as I call them, two Chinese syndicates going toe to toe, and they took they took it up to a sale of uh, two million uh, seven hundred and uh, sixty five on the day. It's still below expectations. Uh, 
So uh, obviously there's a number of things that they were able to see uh, that, that happened here. Um, the, I, saw, I was able to see there was a higher uh, motivation for people to buy. Uh, there was uh, there's less property on market than there was in in November, so that obviously had a, had an impact on the uh, on the purchase price. We had the uh, WeChat chatters of the Chinese syndicates, the local WeChat chatters coming in, and, uh, and we've been talking in our show that uh, they were calling the bottom of the market in uh, February, and, and they were going to start coming in strong. Uh, and, and, and this is not only, this is although this is one example. There's many others uh, around Sydney where 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 the Wichita chatterers, not our Wichita chatterers, but Wichita chatterers, uh, have been bidding strong and buying uh, buying property because it was always their belief that the bottom of the market was uh, imperative. So low 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 stock volumes on market. Uh, Wichita chatterers are coming in. Uh, they were able to achieve a higher result than what they did in the auction of uh, November uh, 2022. So they're, they're the observations. The other one, the other one is that not only this one, but in one of the other properties around in Kellerville that yeah, they, they were being conducted simultaneously around the same time. So I couldn't be at both, but uh, one of our associates was at, was at the other property that I also put up on Twitter. I can tell you, Martin, that on the one that I was observing and on the one that our other associate was observing, the, the, uh, the wife effect was very strong, very, very strong. I mean, it, it, it was really, you know, the, in that, that emotion was there. But you can also appreciate uh, why the wife effect has become very strong because a lot of the, the, the housewives, the, you know, the husbands have taken the reins of the financial decisions, uh, basically said, well, you know, we can't wait any longer. If we continue to wait, you're going to be in the doghouse. Uh, unless you give me a give me a property now, people have made uh, may have jumped in prematurely because of that. Because, but it, it is very strong. There is a very emotional, um, uh, uh, how can I put it, a factor that that's at play uh, as well here. And this is and, and I think this is um, brought about because uh, yeah, there's less and less properties on market. Which is something that we're going to talk about later on as well, yep. uh, as to you know, the, those indicators that we are seeing, particularly if the properties are well presented, Martin. Particularly if properties are of a caliber of a high standard and they stand out in in, in certain suburbs. They they are being you know uh, sought after and they are achieving high prices in in many parts of m many parts of Sydney. Not all parts, but in many parts of Sydney. Absolutely. But, you know, the, the moral here, again, is this um, question of underquoting. Now, so the agent puts a stake in the ground quite a long way below where the vendor is actually expecting, right? And the agent is hoping that somehow he can cl climb people up towards where the vendor wants to go. That's the mechanism we're talking about here. But, you know, it is fraught with deception, isn't it? Yeah, look, it is, and in my opinion, that has a negative effect on uh, on the market that many many of the of the participants are also weary of. In, in other words, in a in a market that uh, people can see that it's either going backwards or or there's a lot of commentary about the market going backwards or going down, prices going down. So there's a lot of uh, speak. Yeah, you know, the narrative is very strong around those points. So when you start underquoting, well, the the, the loser in all this is really is, is the vendor. 
um, you know, uh, now one of my colleagues said, well, how do you know that, um, how do you know that one of the parties uh, was, um, you know, would have paid more for the property? Uh, then how do you know? Look, you, you can just tell, you, you can tell. I've been you know, doing this shit for a long time. You could tell that there was easy. He was, he, the, the young couple, uh, the, the way they were dressed, the way they, that they were, that they were bidding, you know, with confidence, uh, that were outplaying an, an older, an older couple, an older WeChat chatterer. But it was really, really interesting. It got to the point where this young, this young gun did not want to lose face in front of the the older generation so there was still another you know um in my view there would have been another hundred thousand in it for the vendor but for uh the the, the tactic or the strategy that the agent uh agents are taking so it's thought with danger i can see um you know, i can see the uh um vendors will be potentially taking a, a lot of agents to task particularly if the if if the now I, I I I don't have I don't have the receipt on this, but I can assure you that the agent would not have told the vendor that he could not achieve the the three million dollar uh, mark for these vendors to 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 give him the listing. I know that for a fact because I know that two other agents went in there uh, to also try and get the listing, and and that's what the vendor said. We, we will not accept anything lower than three. But then the pressure gets put on on the day yep. uh, to, the, to, to the vendor because psychologically people are saying, well, okay, if, 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 yeah, the, the, if the, so, yeah, some of the psychology playing out is you've got this older generation which are chatter or newer generation which are chatter are going toe-to-toe. None of them want to lose face. But sooner or later, you, you, you know, the, the, the actual... The actual wife of the uh, of the older chatterer uh, said, "That's it, enough, no more." <laughs> she was the one that voiced it out and said, "No more, no, no more, no more, no more." <laughs> but uh, mm. and, and whereas the other one, uh, he was confident. He, he would have gone. He would have gone uh, for as, uh, as he did not want to lose face. He did not want to be the one losing that uh, losing that battle. And you could tell he he uh, he had many more. He had a, a lot more juice in that tank. Uh, he could have gone, yeah, could have, yeah, could have gone uh, very close to the three million if you if you had to. But on the other hand, if that older gentleman wasn't there, uh, and the only other bid was two point five, you got to ask yourself the question. Now he came in at uh, uh, two point five five as the second bid. It would have stalled there. That's it. That that that's where it would have would have stalled. Now it would have got passed in. Uh, it would have got passed in. Uh, there would have been negotiations after, and 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 then hit because he, he would be saying to himself, uh, "Why would I want to go out and pay a hell of a lot more, and in the, in, the, in a way lose face also uh, you know, amongst a greater group of people, you know, they are more or less be uh, being thought of a, a fool paying more than what he actually bid on the day. Maybe the, you know, he might have had another hundred there on the day. So all these things, these these underquoting is very yeah, thought with danger for a lot of the, uh, the the selling agents, and they're going to get themselves in a lot of strife. Absolutely right. Well, interesting times. I think we're going to see more of this ahead. But let's uh, move on to the numbers because the numbers are also well. <laughs> we know what the numbers are doing, really. 
The numbers are all, all that pit to me at the moment is stagnant. Yeah. Uh, as I've been saying, we should be we should have been getting no no, no less than 700, 750. Uh, you know, some of the previous weeks I, I was expecting to see at least a thousand properties on market, which is not a lot of homes on market in the Sydney metropolitan area, uh, and um, and they've just pretty much come to 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 a standstill. Yeah. Uh, there's not much difference between the beginning of the month. Uh, to till now. Well, let's uh, look. Thirteenth of February, sixteen six to seven. We go to the twentieth, sixteen five three seven. If we go to the twenty seventh, sixteen five five two. So pretty much stagnation territory. Yeah, and we've got seven thousand two hundred or seven thousand three hundred property uh, homes for sale on market in the in Sydney. Mm. Um, you know the the, the 2034 postcode uh, has 10,000 properties across the four suburbs, and you know that's and, and there's there's uh, 636 suburbs in uh, in the Sydney metropolitan area. Uh, so they, you know, uh, what does that tell you? I tell you what it does tell me, Martin, is that the real estate industry, the salespeople, are in a lot of strife. Yeah. These numbers have got to tick up uh, if they want to keep a job. Uh, I still hold very strong to the point that this is, we've just gone back to 2019 where sales were very, very low as well. And, and the, the industry was, uh, was, was on its knees and I can, uh, I can see them going back to being on their knees, uh, on its knees again. Uh, that's all that tells me, which is a totally different story to what's happening in Melbourne. Melbourne are going gangbusters. Uh, the numbers are just uh, going, you know, just going north and they keep on going north. There's no stopping it. Uh, it's again. I don't. I don't really study that market. I'm just interested in the in the numbers for our podcast. And um, but it's uh, everybody seems to want to get out of want to get out of Melbourne. But as as we said before, uh, one of the main reasons that I believe this is happening is is because there's a lot of investors from interstate that bought into into um, new subdivisions, new homes in the in the fringes, and um, and that you can't do. You, you, you don't have that mindset or you don't have the demographics there to to basically break the rental ceiling and the cap and, and they can't get the return and as interest rates keep on climbing, uh, these investors are they just got to fork out of their own pocket to make up the balance. Yeah, well, I'm seeing that, particularly in Melbourne, because the uh, Greater Melbourne um, gross and net yields are the worst in the country. They have been consistently. And there's no improvement with the um, higher interest rates, although rates of rent are going up. The interest rates are stealing money away so more investors are getting stuck stranded with properties they can't make any economic sense from and of course values are not grown they're actually going sideways or down so uh, a lot of investors saying oh time to um you know hop to the exit so one of the reasons why i think listings in melbourne in particular are uh, somewhat higher uh, and as for brisbane well um you know <laughs> four eight four six on the 20th and four eight 28 on the 27th um don't blink you might miss something no well that that's that, that's the thing it's it, 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 with that's really steady steady as she goes right yeah so yeah. Very, very little there in terms of the um momentum and if we look at the um under quoting <laughs> <laughs> the under quoting index <laughs> Um, you know, it, it's sort of meandering along, isn't it, really? Yeah, look, that, that's it, it's a lot lower than obviously than the same time last year, right? Yeah. Uh, 
but uh, one of the interesting points that uh, we, we want to look at is uh, I've been taking snapshots of the the open for inspection numbers, much. Mm. They've been that's something that we said we were going to track the Melbourne the Melbourne region. You've got eight thousand four hundred and two uh, properties on the market for rent, and in the Sydney region, as we speak, you've got eight thousand four hundred and fifty five. <laughs> Which is which is rather rather industry. The, the split in Sydney is almost fifty fifty. The, the the split in Melbourne. There's more houses for rent than there are apartments, and and that that's a reflection of the uh, on the split of for sale. There's a hell of a lot more more homes for sale as well as there are uh, there are apartments. But look, but I I, I don't have the um, the migration figures in terms of interstate migration figures, but uh, I, I would I, I would. Um, would be safe to say that they the there's more people more people uh, leaving Melbourne than there are going into Melbourne. There's a hell of a lot more people coming into uh, into New South Wales or Sydney uh, than the than the, the, the Melbourne. Hence the reason why our you know our rental market is so so tight. Yeah, that's definitely a factor. Um, there were some ABS stats came out a few weeks ago, and that showed that uh, that same trend. Um, and uh, so I guess you put an interesting um, little tweet up. <laughs> uh, low on market numbers. By lower open market numbers, we had three weeks here. Not a good sign for Sydney, probably. Melbourne was low oh, as well. Here's something on this Saturday. <laughs> Over inspections, 18,088 in New South Wales. Yeah, which is which are average. Yeah. Um, uh, November or so before last year before before the holidays we were averaging close yeah 22 22 and a half close to 23,000 open for inspection homes uh, you know in in the Sydney you know in uh, under these figures here currently we're we're, we're averaging just um, you know uh, in the high 17,000s now Melbourne Melbourne last last week had a had a the previous week had a hell of a lot more open for inspections than Sydney but this Saturday for some reason I the, you know, probably the um, uh, air parades or things going on there. Uh, they only had sixteen thousand seven hundred eighty-six open for inspections uh, in in Melbourne, uh, which is a little bit lower than Sydney. But I, I think that's going to pick up this this week. Um, again, th to me, if you recall, we said we're going to monitor this a couple of weeks ago. We said we're going to keep a very very close eye because, to me, this is a sign of uh, fear and retreat uh, from vendors, Martin. So if they haven't sold their homes they're not really uh it's really by appointment and and only get those serious buyers that are interested in my home because you know sooner than later vendors get sick and tired of being you know having open for inspections saturday in saturday out uh week in week out and not only that but also on a, on a you know, during the week as well so that they get tired and 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 this is where basically the second uh, agent that lists a property, or the third agent that lists a property for sale, is usually the champion because they, uh, the the vendors are so battered that they will accept a very, very a much, much lower price. Absolutely, and um, you also published uh, this little bit of information: the popular suburbs auctions on the fourth of March, St Ives, Lane Cove, and Manly, headed the top of the list, and. Um, it's interesting, P-O-P-L-U-L-A-R. That's an interesting way to spell popular, isn't it? Well, well, yeah. Well, when you when you got um, uh, uh, yeah, Chinese bots trawling 
domain. That's what you get. <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. But, uh, it, is, it is quite interesting. So uh, the um, the distribution fascinates me, right? So you can see that in some suburbs, there's almost, you know, two or three if you're lucky. Others, quite a lot more. But a small number of postcodes with considerable ones. And St. Ives and Lane Cove right at the top there. So uh, fascinating. Yeah, they're your typical suburbs, though. If you notice the the, the, the top there in the, in the top three rows, right? Mm. They're your suburbs where, where you expect auctions. Yeah. Where is it? Where it's expected, and you're expecting those areas to really and to to have a lot of auctions. Well, it's not a lot, a lot of auctions, but uh, they are they are the forerunners. They are they they're used to uh, auction campaigns. But if you notice with the, the ones that are highlighted, we, where we said we we're going to keep an eye on the on the um, uh, on the outer west and you know, northwest, southwest regions, uh, where where they're, they're starting to come up in, in in their numbers, so that that's moving forward. We'll, we'll see how how that pans out. Now, last week, two weeks ago, in in Seven Hills, there were four homes uh, on market. That was, um, just over two weeks ago, right? There was yeah, th- yeah, four four homes. One one was under uh, under offer, I, I believe it's sold. So I call it four homes on, on, on market. I think currently as we speak, just before the weekend, um, 17 homes uh, came on market in, uh, in Seven Hills. Uh, and it was it just literally happened overnight. So some of the old listings came back on, but there was a hell of a lot of new listings that, that came on in, in Seven Hills. Now, Seven Hills is, a, is an interesting suburb um, that... Uh, yeah, when you start looking at the demographics and people moving into that area for the yeah for, a, for particular school catchment areas, they you know, and it's in, for some parts you're achieving um, 10-15% above uh, Blacktown uh, values. And, and you know, what separates Seven Hills and Blacktown is Blacktown Road. Uh, you could be you know, a hundred thousand dollars difference for the same house on, on you know, either side of Blacktown Road. Uh, so these sort of things, and, and that was of interest. Uh, interest to me, and to obviously Blacktown. Uh, yeah, I follow. Yeah, I've been following Blacktown, the Blacktown LGA for uh, for many, many years uh, because of, of what you know how things play out in, in many aspects. Blacktown in the past has been the canary in the coal mine. Um, so, you know, it's in a lot of the, the these areas. You know, I'm starting to see, trying to get an idea now as to what's happening in Seven Hills. Is it more your your downsizers, your retirees, uh, you know, who's selling, uh, you know, in your black towns and that. And if it goes to auction, typically, uh, you'd find that in this, in the West, it's usually investors that want out quickly. Um, but that's again where I highlight those, highlighted those areas because we did allude to them uh, a couple of weeks ago to see how quickly those auction numbers, uh, come on. Now, as you and I, spoke about many times and I've been very vocal even on Twitter. Uh, I care uh, I, I don't care much for uh, for the the auction numbers per se or the percentages that they talk about uh, I should say I care more about the actual numbers that come on market because that is reflective of uh, you know a vendor's confidence, uh, market confidence it, it's the numbers that interest me more than the percentages that, that that many talk about you can talk about you know 74 percent but if there was only uh, only you know uh, 10 properties in the pool uh and yeah okay seven sold whatever you know you could 
what happened to the other three is what I'm, I'm just interested in numbers. Now, you might say, well, that's, pretty, that's a pretty high average. But if, if retrospectively you used to get 30 listings or 30 properties going for sale, well, it just tells me that, it, you know, okay, they, you know, um, yeah, seven vendors met the, met the market on the day, but uh, why, what happened to the other 23 properties that should have been on the market for the same time, the same season? Yes, a few fell off the back of the lorry. Well, <laughs> uh, funny that. Okay, and uh, just before we close out, um, a quick tip for both um, buyers and sellers. Yeah, and this is quick. Look, obviously, there's a, there's a lot more science to, to, to this, but uh, this is very brief and quickly. Look, for sellers, what we are seeing out there, what we're experiencing out there in the, in, in the commentary, because uh, from time to time we do help, we, we do assist as sellers in, in, in helping them through the process of selling and, and identifying agents. And, and, and you know, we, we help them select the agent, select the marketing campaign and you know, help them tidy up the property and, and prepare the property for sale. And it's very important uh, for sellers if, you, if our followers are in, you know, look, looking at selling. It's very important, you know, from, from the beginning uh, that, that you have the choose the right campaign that you prepare it right. So from the from the marketing, uh, from the you know, presentation, the marketing, the agent, and if you're going to go by to, through an auction campaign, the the auction is very very uh, very important on the day. Now here's a tip for from uh, if you do go to an auction campaign, if the auctioneer does not want to come and see your home or your property that you're selling, uh, you know the day or days before. Uh, the day of the auction, they just want to inspect the home on the day. Well, here's the wrong auction here for you. you don't waste your time with them because they they, they, they can't absorb everything about the home. They they try to that you you see them flounder through the the preamble when they're at the auction because they're running. They're usually conducting anywhere between you know six to ten auctions on the day. Tom Panels talks about sometimes that it does you know. 12, 15 auctions on the day. I keep on asking him over and over again in our various chats, I'm saying, well, how many of those did you visit uh, before the day of the auction? Because that stumps them. That's what auctioneers used to do in the past. They used to visit the home to get themselves acquainted with the home before they sell. So if the auctioneer is not going not gonna to do that, well, then they're, they're, not worth, they're not worth a pinch of salt. So get rid of them and find somebody that, that will. There's a tip for you there. Uh, in terms of buyers, well, then do the opposite. Look for those marketing campaigns that show you dreadful photos. Uh, you know, the, the, the agents come across as being lazy. The homes are presented badly. You, 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 you drive up, you go up to, you, know, you, you pull up to the, uh, to, the, uh, to the front of the house and the, and the lawns are foot long and, you know, uh, bushes are overgrown and everything. Well, you know what? There might be a gem behind those bushes, but I understand also if you follow those rather than the, the, the new and shiny ones first, follow those, you might have something that's solid with, with strong bones that you could then uh, over time, um, you know, transform it into, into, into your, 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 your domain, your palace, your own, your own, uh, you know, look and feel, your own, uh, uh, you know, uh, um, something that, that, that you'll consider dealing. But that's, that, that's very important that uh, from, uh, you know, if you're a seller and also if you're, if you're a buyer, you just do the opposite. Absolutely. And uh, what I always say to people is um, don't get caught up with the sort of the initial bling first impression, right? Look beyond it, right? Look for 
look for those things and quite often there are properties around that don't present quite as well but as you say do have very good um, features and benefits and actually may have a price differential to match and you know what you quite often say and I want to underscore it again is when you buy think about buying with some upside and I think in the current environment that's the most critical thing of all and if you're going to buy make sure you sell first <laughs> <laughs> that's also a very good piece of advice at the moment yes mentioning no names edwin thank you very much indeed for uh, <laughs> your time today as always very good um, to chat with you and uh, we will do it again uh, next week and that will be our last rant before i exit stage left to the uk but we we'll probably do a few more over the next few weeks but it'll just be a little less um reg regulated and uh, regular so uh, but uh, folks be absolutely assured we will continue to rant yeah that's just the beginning of the the, the international monday evening rant mode Can't absolutely wait. looking forward to it edwin see you later thanks very much cheers